is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching the Hakai thick burly clan nestled in the prairie await the Bajer. Also thick and burly. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. It's Friday! It's crappy outside, but it is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. He is Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Badgers take on Iowa tomorrow. I got a text from our friend Paul at Iron Jack. He told me, I've not confirmed this, he's not a weatherman, but he did tell me that the rain is supposed to clear up around noon tomorrow, Matt Hamilton, which means uh, Wisconsin College game day. Our tailgate should go off fantastic because our tailgate starts at 1. Game kicks off at 3. I'll be there. I'll be in the press box. At least for a little bit, I did get a uh, friend of show, Nestor Rodriguez, said that uh, hit him up when I get there. Maybe get into the suite. So. But I'll at least show right. my face in, right. the, in the press box. But I'll be trying to live that sweet life. <laughs> Matt <laughs> Hamilton style. the only life to live. Absolutely. You have the opportunity. Do it. You got to do it. Now, I don't know. We'll see if it happens, but I uh, appreciate the offer. Got to yeah, get a special day like this. You yeah. might cross your fingers a little bit. Yeah, ex- know, exactly. Get a little more into it. You are. You gave a zero, <laughs> zero time to lean into this because you are so excited to share how superstitious you are. Well, uh, I so- mean, not that. I mean, I'm st- enough, enough to bring en- it up. Enough that we are not two minutes into the show. And you had you and you reminded me right before the show started that we were going to get to the superstition thing. I foolishly thought like maybe we'd at least try to lead with some of the Badger stuff first. They're I mean, taking you were on hoping Iowa. to get into the into the box. Yeah. I was just trying to help you out a little bit. Today's the day to have oh, that good juju. All righty. So we are asking you eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. It is Friday the thirteenth. Are you superstitious? And if you are, what are some of your superstitions, Matt Hamilton? For me, I've got like a, like a green, it's a beanie, or a toque as they call it in Canada, but I just, I put that in my back pocket when I curl. So and why is that? Well, uh, I was told when I won my first national championship and I was about to take the ice for the world championships for my first time at, at the men's division, uh, I was told I can't have it. Out on the ice. And then my coach kind of got in the person's face and was like, there's no reason he can't have this in his pocket, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're just, you know, you're stepping out of bounds right now. You're out of line to, like, the official or yeah. somebody. And uh, they were like, you're right. You know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with it. So it's kind of like it was kind of like me just kind of sticking it to the, to the official from then on out. It's like now I always have it in the, my pocket, and whenever I see that official – I just smile at them and wave and walk on by and ask how they're doing. But I always have that thing in my pocket because, yeah, maybe it turned out to be lucky. Maybe it's just me being a spiteful person. But uh, it's it's good superstition. I think it's fun. I think it's fun to It sounds more like that's like uh, spite than superstition. Here's the thing is I had it in my pocket when I won the national championship, which is why I wanted it in my pocket at the Worlds. Like, the reason I was wearing it gotcha. was because it was superstitious, and then it kind of had another element added to it by the official saying, like, you can't. And I was like, I can. You, uh, <laughs> if you don't know this about Matt Hamilton, he does not like being told what he can and can't do. <laughs> that, he is like a I child. Like, honestly... <laughs> If you, it's like you could do reverse psychology on that because that would work better. It does. Than being told you can't do something. And I'm right there with you. You want to get me triggered? Tell me I can't do something. I'm right mm-hmm. there with you, Matt Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. Get into the show eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. If you're superstitious, tell us what your superstition is. It could be for a Packer game. It could be for life. It could be Badger games. It could just be anything. Cross your fingers. I remember I was a little kid. Cross your fingers, asking like, "Hey, can so and so sleep over?" You know, like yeah. cross your fingers, hope it happened. We used to try to hold our breath when we went by graveyards, okay. like driving by graveyards as kids. 
All right, 844-770-3776. And on our Friday the 13th, give us your favorite superstition. And uh, Jason, the Lions fan, chimes in at 402 today. Matt is my second favorite Packers fan after my wife. I'd party with him. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there you wrong. go. He's if, not wrong. If you are... Just, uh, I'm fun to party with. Uh, I'm Matt. I like to party. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Uh, the Badgers are taking on Iowa, but you're out of town for that, right? So you're not going to be around. Yeah, I'm up going up to a cabin with the in-laws. Well, sounds like a great time. It's going to be great. Sounds like the beginning yeah. of a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> Knock at the cabin door. Isn't that the, that was the one, the M. Night Shyamalan one they just came out? <laughs> Knock at the cabin. Do you see that one? I did not. I don't like scary movies. So that's another question I do have, 844-770-3776. In addition to any superstitions, share those. But also, like, do you like scary movies? And if you do, what's your favorite horror flick? I'm very lukewarm on horror movies because they're usually pretty terrible. We got Alex G right. behind the glass, and uh, Alex, feel free to hop in on any of these as well. Yeah, so I used to be really superstitious, like, and I think that it made game days more fun at my house. Like mm-hmm. around halfway through the second quarter, if the Packers weren't doing good, my mom and I would jump up and switch spots, and I'd go sit in the big leather chair, and she'd sit on the couch, and it was like. A tradition. It, it made the game more fun. It made it more engaging as a fan. Um, and then, as far as movies go, I'm, they're fine. I, I like them, but I, I'm, I've never been like a diehard fan of scary movies. Yeah, I mean, here's my issue: is most of the time they're not really well done. Like right. the whole point of it is the jump scare, and they're not. They usually just don't pay off as anything that's like worthwhile watching. Mm-hmm. And look, I, I also do it throw myself in the movies. So like. I'll jump. Like if I'm watching something and there's a jump scare, I'll probably jump. I oh. I remember um, Paranormal Activity. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, like those sorts of movies where, and it's kind of ruined now. I don't know if you can pull it off as much, and I could be wrong. But this idea that you didn't know if it was real or not. Remember Blair Witch Project? Right. There was a right, good two right. weeks where it was very much up in the air. Was this a <laughs> this true a story? Documentary. Right. <laughs> and but that that was that was fun about it. Like I went opening night. Mm-hmm. And it was fun, and everyone was creeped out. And then obviously it comes out, and then it's not as great. But that initial, like, is this real? Same with Paranormal Activity. It was a little bit less so because they had already done Blair Witch. Right. But that sort of stuff to me is really fun. Was there one that ruined it for you guys? Because there was one that ruined it for me where I was like, oh, these are just kind of dumb. Like, I don't like them. Um. The uh, honestly, the scary, just the like jokes, movies, scary movies, yes, yes. kind of lessen the blow of uh, the actual movie themselves. Because after you kind of see them as a cartoon or a joke, that you don't really like. It's not as scary for sure. Uh, Jason chimes in with Event Horizon, sci-fi and horror, and I would say that I'm much more into like the suspense and horror for a movie, like Knock at the Cabin or Knock at the Cabin Door. I enjoyed that one because it was very much like a moral dilemma, mm-hmm. and it was really like suspenseful to watch. So you didn't know what was going to happen, and so that those are the type that I enjoy. The twist, like so, M Night Shyamalan, he's very hit or miss. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Peele movies, I enjoy mm-hmm. most of those yeah. too because, again, it's a lot of suspense and horror and, like, moral, like, a lot of them with moral ties to it. Right. But when you look at it, like, um, like was a sc- not scary movie. What's the Scream? Okay, yeah. Like, Scream <clears throat> was good, and then it was it got killed at, like, two, three, four. Then I was like, all right, well, this is kind of... Like, Saw. Yeah, I love thing. the premise of Saw. The first time around yeah. that I saw it, I was like, that was creepy and gross and like it checked all the boxes and then they're like let's make 10 of them and now let's be honest I, <laughs> if i'm not like a lot of the horror movies early like friday the 13th all of those were borderline like like for like like r-rated movies if you catch my drift so like right. you'd watch those at like when you're 14 and be like well i'll watch the horror for the other part of what's gonna happen <laughs> right. you know, uh, in those movies so like that was part of it too if you walk down those aisles like sorority house killings and all those like those were a specific demo that you were trying to hit uh with some of those horror flicks 844-770-3776 uh the adam and madison chimes in with the strangers i heard that one is really good oh based my God, loosely that one on a real story <laughs> Uh, it's a podcast story, but that one is definitely one of my all-time favorites and, I think, scariest ones I've ever So good. Oh. All right, so we'll continue to take your calls on <laughs> scary movies and superstitions, 844-770-3776. The insidious ones, like more recent, were I thought first one or two were good. Uh, the, nun, I see them. the Nun creeped me out because like 
stuff like exorcist things around religion are always a little bit like there's an aura there's like uh again a little morality to it like that always is kind of scary like places i i'll be honest it's not a phobia but i do not want to be in a church at night like an old school like stained glass window yeah. like it's just a vibe in there like that feels gothic kind of yeah like, yeah, uh, yeah architecture yeah yeah, yeah. like okay. it's just a vibe it's not a bad it's just a vibe of like this Fair. feels a little maybe supernatural, maybe not, but like there's a vibe in there that gets me out. Yeah, that's superstitious a little bit there, Jim. Like that definitely <laughs> falls in line with that sort of like that's in the same vein for sure. Yeah, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We'll also take places that creep you out. Yeah. Like if you're out in the wood like again, like in a lot if you're out in the woods in the middle of nowhere at night, like if you're kinda if you wanted to like have a scare walk and like walk and <laughs> go into the woods, but they do that sort of stuff. Oh, and, yeah. So if you wanted to do that, that's a little creepy. The haunted houses don't really creep me out. Um, but I would say it's more of the natural of like if you just went out into the woods that you didn't know at night, there's a lot out there. It could just if you wanted to like, yeah, just scare get yourself mauled a by bit. a wolf or like a bear. <laughs> but I remember right. I, I remember as a kid, like we lived uh in Cedarburg, it was like Everyone had like an acre of land, but you could find woods pretty easily. So you could walk out of the back of our house and like there was woods behind us. So you uh-huh. could just kind of walk in it and you just kind of go do that and kind of try to scare yourself, but also maybe yeah. accidentally really scare yourself when, yeah. you're, when you're like 12 or 13. Like, oh, we're going to do like the Ouija board out here. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap. I'm actually a little <laughs> bit afraid at the, at the moment here. Terrified. <laughs> right. Uh, so it is Friday the 13th. We'll take your superstitions and your favorite horror movie. But. The Badgers take on Iowa, not Hamilton. The Bajir and the Hakai. The Bajir and the Hakai square off 3 o'clock here in Madison. And it's a big game. And I lean heavily on Chris Orr, who's going to be an honorary captain, friend of the show. He'll be filling yeah. in all, last, all next week when you're out, Matt Hamilton. And he said that these trophy games are important. And I thought, I, I 100% agree, for Fickle to get some of these revenge and trophies back, I think is important. So in the honor of like you know Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees' mom taking revenge on all those who uh, were not nice to her son Jason in the first one. Right. Spoiler alert. Uh, then uh, you know in honor of that, Luke Fickle trying to like take revenge Friday the Thirteenth, Jason style, yeah. the Big Ten. I want to ask you which one of these wins is the most important? Getting the trophy back, the Heartland Trophy against Iowa, getting revenge on Big Brett Bielema uh, for ending Paul Chris' career at Wisconsin. Or obviously, PJ Fleck, the least trustworthy coach in yeah. America. <laughs> these fight like the way he acts, getting that uh, axe back. So eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Which one of those three is the most important? Gosh, it's so tough because the one is it's right now. Right, it's on the brain. So and you could say it's right now because it could roll the rest. Yeah. yeah, it's tough for me to look past this one because if if they don't win against Iowa. The West is up in the air, right? Like, they don't get this win against Iowa. Minnesota thinks they got a shot. Iowa thinks they got a shot. The Badgers are reeling a little bit. Like, it, it'll be interesting. In Minnesota, it's like a little delayed gratification to take down Minnesota. That's the last game of the year. So, right. I mean, Minnesota, in theory, could be the runaway. But, but like, like, we can't lose to Bielema. Like, if the question was asked what would hurt the most – Losing to Illinois, I think, would hurt the most out of that. But we're asking which one's the most important to win. I think that definitely changes it a little bit. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, right? I agree. I mean, if you look at the Big Ten and the Big Ten West, like when you look at Iowa, they're five and one overall, two and one in conference. So I don't want to lose on Saturday, but like that one, you're lo- you're losing to a team that might win the Big Ten West. Minnesota's at least three and three. Illinois, on top of being coached by Big Brett Bielema, are 0-3 in conference, 2-4 and overall. They almost lost to FAU without their starting running back. FAU starting running back and starting quarterback. Uh, they almost, And that was at Illinois. Right. So Illinois is a trash football program, mm-hmm. and so which was ex- to be expected with Brett Bielema as their coach. So like, but again, that's lose, why it would hurt more. Yes, that's what I'm saying. To lose, it would hurt more. Uh, Tim and Oregon chimes in. Must beat Iowa. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. He's right. That's the first step, right? right now and and is, that's the one that's gonna impose the most on you. That's the one that's the most scary because we might get to that Minnesota game and Minnesota's literally out of it. The Badgers might have already clinched the West. You know, you know, if we beat Iowa here and, and Iowa goes on a bit of a skid, the Badgers could clinch the West even before they play Minnesota. So. This might be the biggest game of the year. Right now it's 50% Minnesota, 40% Iowa. 
Iowa. Uh, that is our ex, our, excuse me, Iron Jock poll question. Where's that the, missing ten percent? Uh, they are. That's with Illinois. That's with Illinois. Yes, and you can be a winner. You can go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. They got some fun stuff coming up at the end of the year. Graveyard grabs where you can win. Uh, t- three people win two hundred dollars in rewards play. Three people win five hundred dollars cash, and three people win one thousand dollars cash. On top of that, jackpots galore at Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. Nearly eleven million dollars in jackpots in September alone. Go be a winner and go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I love that we already got a text on where is Fish Friday. Well, we have it coming back from break, but it is Fish Friday. It's the first Friday I think we've ever done a show together, Matt, from 4 to 6. Yeah, that might be true. I think that's why we were putting off Fish Friday for a long time. And then we just said we got to do it. Right. So I we mean, just did I'm it the last only week. one that's actually had a fish fry on this panel right now. That is true. <laughs> uh, and what that's, we mean by that is like a traditional fish yeah, fry. Yeah, Jim has never had a Friday fish fry at a supper club yeah, in like Wisconsin. Yeah, one done the whole what? thing. Yeah. Can you believe that? The guy grew up in Cedarburg, went away like for a little bit, and came old, back. And, and <laughs> had all the opportunity in the world to do it. I'm 43. 43 is the new 60. And I lived in Florida oh, for like 10 I'm years. 40. But also, my fam- my parents, neither one of them are from Wisconsin, so it was not their sweet spot to go to fish fries. So then I never went to fish fries. Like a traditional supper club fish fry. I'm, I've had a fried fish from time to time. It's not that good, to be honest. kind of just gives me like... <laughs> Gut rot, like when you eat it, you're like, I just ate a lot of fried food, and it was not as good as chicken tender. Right, like that's <laughs> I don't know, if, I don't know if gut rot's the right word. That's something I get when I have too many like gin and tonics. Yeah, but like it's just like that. You just feel that fry, like just. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. It's just in your stomach, it's heavy. It's here's just the thing: fish fries unpleasant. are fantastic, and you need it. You need it. Experience it at some point. The whole shebang. Not just like going somewhere. Oh yeah, I had fried, fried like old, fish like on a have, Friday. Like no, have an old fashioned. You're going to a supper club. Yeah, you're yeah, sitting down with at like the a bar, dancing. You know, dancing goat mixed in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah dancing they, goat they old got, fashioned. Even just a Coors Light with your little fish fry. It's it's gonna both. be amazing. Like you know, enjoy. Like, all, is you do all you can eat, or do you go somewhere that has like a specific amount? No, you go somewhere that has just fish fry because you want to go to supper club, right? Go get yourself some bluegill. That's the one that's my favorite. I'm a big Bluegill fan. So is it like the best during the summer for you? I mean, some of them shut down in the winter, so right. you can't like, I would love to go to some of them those in the winter. It doesn't matter. It's Friday fish fry is just pretty untouchable. The only way you can one up a Friday fish fry at a supper club is if you got some fish that you caught yourself and you're doing your own fish fry. Well, that was one of my favorites. Was uh, there, there's a place in in Wausau right along the lake, and you you like we boated up, hopped out of the boat, got the food, and came back, and all the fish was caught like fresh that day or maybe the day before. It was like right. awesome. It was a really good experience. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Rick and DeForest chimes in. Y'all need to get out more, and then with a slam effect on there. Look, Rick, we get out plenty. I'll be I- out all day tomorrow <laughs> at the Badger game, doing plenty of things, and it's just the fish fry. I've gone. I go out on Friday nights sometimes. I just we don't do. And my wife is not a fan of fish in general. Like she is uh, in the idea of like spoiled. Where like if we're somewhere near a coast, she will have seafood. And I'll make some shrimp. But otherwise, she's not having like I don't care if it's frozen salmon. It's just not a thing for her. And it's, so it's got to be like fresh out of the water. She has to at least believe that this fish came from the water that she has seen nearby. And lake fish, which I understand. Lake's kind of gross. Okay, not her thing. Well, All salmon's been hard frozen. I'm not. I like. Yeah. I, I like. I'm just saying. So she's very. She's aware. She's Even very, the ones right off the coast. They she's freeze very it first. specific about okay. fish. Like it's very dicey for her. I've gotten to at least eat fish if we're somewhere that she can see the ocean. Okay, so I, mean, like, I know, get that. Sometimes yeah. it's like a placebo effect. Yeah, I, I, I like the water's there. This has to be I, fresh. I love fish. fish. She gets grossed out if I have sushi, anything. Like I get it. Like I, I'll get fish places. I'm just saying. That that is her speed for that eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six, and uh, working for us with a uh, a recommendation. He got three dollar old uh, old fashions at the supper club near him. Uh, six oh eight chimes in. Mark uh, in Spring Green was the one asking about fish Friday. So there you go, Mark. We got fish Friday, and we're now we're talking about fish fries. So like I guess we, we can should, do that. Maybe we should order a fish fry in just so you could have it. Let's not do it today. Right now. 
Let's right not now, do it today. This moment. We'll get it. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. You can send us fish fry. I mean, but it's four twenty four. We'll get to order it and get it sent out. I feel like Friday's a big day fish fry. It is. It's because like it is a big day. It's, it's, it's the, the day. <laughs> Why it is? I'm guessing is Friday fish fry is big because, and I don't really know the specific reason, but there is like a some thought of don't eat meat, red meat on a Friday. Yeah, I'm sure and that's so, part like, of it. And so, like, I'm guessing that's for, like, the, that's the driving force. From, yeah. And then, obviously, not everyone who does it now. But, like, I'm guessing that's why it's so big. Like, why Friday? That's why. It, it, yeah, it's it's like a Catholicism thing where, yeah. like, specifically through Lent, I think you're not supposed to eat meat and something like that. But I know some people that, like... Some I remember, people don't do it any Yeah, because I remember I, I, I worked at McDonald's when I was 15 years old, and the, the amount of uh, <laughs> fish fillets, oh, Fridays. my God. Yeah. Jeez, you want to talk about gross? No, yeah, that definitely has like a religious background, but it's kind of it, it's turned into a cultural thing. So no, now, no, it's, I, yeah, yes. it's part of it's like. But, but I get gra- that, yeah. like, but like the the McDonald's, like I I can't, <laughs> I gotta eat fish fry. Ugh, just I mean, it's eat barely some vegetables beef anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> barely fish. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. It's it, probably very it's, similar protein. It might be as, <laughs> might be as much beef in that fish as, <laughs> as there is fish in the beef. I mean, I, you're really. It's really just the shape that you're looking for. Do you want a square or do you want a circle? Yeah, exactly. And again, I don't know the fish fries anymore. But when I worked there, it was a long time ago, and you're really just talking about the the, the shape of the food you want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you get the McRib that was like a rubber like football. That you Jay, just... <laughs> don't you? You can throw Jordan McDonald's all you want. You leave the McRib out of this. <laughs> I I will. I'm telling you this as a friend. Oh, I know exactly how bad that is. You just leave the McRib out of this. It looks like an alien was cut up in an autopsy and then they serve it to you. All we, all the McDonald's. Don't. No, like McDonald's meat is at least like no. I'm sorry. <laughs> And the nuggets are now, when I worked, they were not full meat. They are full meat now. But the McRib looks like they found it in Area 51 and cut up something <laughs> in the shape of a rib sandwich. Would you eat Alien given the opportunity? Uh, uh, if you've had a McRib, you have. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had a McRib, I would just answer yes because you've already done it. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Just slandering McRibs here, but they're gross. Um, ESPN Madison, our Iron Jock poll question: Which revenge game matters the most for Luke Fickle and the Badgers to win? Fifty five percent of you say Minnesota. Thirty five percent of you say Iowa. Ten percent of you say Illinois. Matt, I, I know you're not divided, but I feel like out of those three states, Minnesota's the state you like the most. <laughs> I I love to hate it the most. <clears throat> It's the one I'd prefer to visit if I was going to hang out somewhere. Minnesota's got a lot of really neat stuff, but the I just can't stand the fans in Minnesota. I'll, I want to show this. We'll I've got so many friends from Minnesota. They're all these diehards that'll give you all the reasons why Minnesota's great or how they've been shafted by the refs or you know this, that, and the other thing. I, I can't stand the Minnesota fans. So the, I, it, it's tough. It's tough to pick which one on this one, but it's it's Hawkeyes right now. And let's do this as a secondary question at Jim and Matt. Which state has the least to do? Illinois, Iowa, it's Iowa. Minnesota or Michigan, the ones kind of surrounding Wisconsin here. Yeah, the the more I think about it, there's more Iowa than you think. Yeah, but okay, Michigan has... Detroit it has all the beautiful places. Like, there's things you can do. You have East Lansing. You have Ann Arbor. You have all the beautiful coastline there. Chicago. I mean, Recreational fun. Right. Exactly. All those states. Are, yeah, you're right. All I, the states other than tight. Iowa right. and tight. Wisconsin. Right. But we're not but Iowa's Wisconsin. got a sports book and gambling. So does Illinois. So I'm saying there's nothing you can do in Iowa that you couldn't do in Illinois. Field of Dreams? That's worth it. Over the city of Chicago. I mean, like, look. No, 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 no. Right. So you got Minnesota, which is great. Good time. I totally agree. I was in Duluth recently. It was a fun time. And yeah. Minneapolis is fun. Chicago. Obviously, there's not much in Chicago, in Illinois outside of Chicago. But Chicago right, like, kind of trumps like, the rest. Outside of Chicago? What is that? What is that area? It doesn't matter what it is. Outside of Chicago, it is just plain. Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But Iowa is just Iowa everywhere. Yeah. So, like, it's that's true. And I'm sure there are Field of Dream-esque things in Illinois that we just don't bother to know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I stopped at the highest point in Iowa on my way down to Nebraska. Is this like a setup year. for a joke? A couple of years ago. No. Was, well, I mean, the funny part, yeah, the, the joke is the highest part is only like 400 feet higher than like the state average. Mm-hmm. So it, there's, it's not really like, a, it's like a hill. 
Right, that's why I thought you were going to like, the highest point, I I stood on top of my car or something like that. I thought you were setting up like a punchline No, it wasn't. We were driving and it said, highest point in Iowa. Next exit, I'm like, done, sold. (laughs) Don't have to, don't tap me with a good time. (laughs) Is my nose bleeding? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, it's hard to breathe up here. We're at 950 (laughs) feet elevation. Woo! You get higher up on the Camp Randall. Yeah, you can that might actually real. truly be the highest elevation is the top of uh, Connect Stadium. Might be. Uh, and then obviously Michigan, like I said, they have this. They share the same coastal, like the lake the UP right there. Is awesome. Yeah, the UP is like a sneaky hero of the of the Midwest because it's great in the summer. I can't imagine it's good in the spring and fall because it's going to be really like wet like it is today and gross. But wintertime, I've got buddies that are into snowmobiling. They say it's some of the best snowmobiling terrain, and they get a bunch of powder, so there's tons of snow everywhere. So we're also asking you which state is the worst outside yeah, of so the worst. Wisconsin. It might be Iowa. Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, or Michigan. Hmm. I'm just saying that, like, and I'm missing time later this month for going to Iowa, but, like, <laughs> Nothing fun is in Iowa. Like we're going because for some reason my daughter wants to go to the Mississippi River Museum. <laughs> I don't know. Someone told her about it, and now she's excited Get about into it. So a like that's Huckleberry Finn. That's or? what she picked about. We did read Huckleberry Finn, but okay. And apparently, I brought it up, and people were telling me like that is a good museum, far better than the Wisconsin Fishing Hall of Fame. So we're gonna go to Dubuque and stay uh, a night <laughs> or two. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool right. me twice. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, we'll be doing that late in October. <laughs> can't wait for the story when you come back and be like, oh yeah, you guys want to know the history of the Mississippi? Yeah. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. We're done. That's it. Yeah. That's all I learned. It's a little different when like- $45 a person. I have to play it a little bit there because like if Rosie's excited and she wants to go and she has a good time, I can't bury it. We all were miserable <laughs> at the fishing museum <laughs> uh, so, or the fishing hall Rosie's of fame. Rosie's feelings dictate right, your right, yeah. your fire for yeah, the show. Like, when, we're, when I was at the fishing museum, Rosie was, she's the one that found the guy's clothes. She goes, dad, seriously, they have the guy's clothes that he caught the fish in here. And I'm like, that's awesome. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. The guy caught a big fish. Like it's Jordan's uniform framed up and everything. Yeah, dude, for real. Those pants Uh, are so lucky. God. Oh, man. If I had that vest, I'd catch the biggest fish in the lake. The only thing you love more than the Wisconsin Fishing Hall of Fame is a good bush. That's right. I do love a good bush, and that's thanks to Olsen Tune. They put some new Arborvitas in the front yard to add to that privacy, and they can do a lot of cool things for you along with what they're doing for me, a lot of that great work, pools, and a whole lot more. If you've got an outdoor living need, large or small, for your house or small business, give Olsen Tune a call. They have, they're the best in the business. They've got over 50 years of combined experience in their design team. You can go to OlsenTune.com and get started on your project today. That's OlsenTune.com. Don't miss out on a good bush. Jeremiah and Madison is enjoying the show. Good job today, guys. This is awesome. Illinois, by far the worst. Jeremiah, I feel like that's just Chicago biased. I mean, people go, like... Like, the, other than Chicago, there's nothing. Right, but, like, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how's the play? <laughs> yeah, like, I know. That just, is the I'm thing. Sure. There's nothing in Iowa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you want to tell me Illinois is third in this list, that's fine. I would go, I'll go, like, I would go Minnesota, Illinois, Michigan, Iowa. That's how I would do it. All right. I would flip-flop Michigan and Illinois. It'd be Minnesota, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa. You Iowa's the worst. Yeah, but like, I guarantee you would have more things to do just going to Chicago than having to leave anywhere anywhere else. So. Oh, no, I love Chicago, but yeah. I still got to drive through an hour and a half of FIB territory where to get to Chicago. See, there Not it is. Not even there worth it. it. Not this even is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Friday continues here on ESPN Madison. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, Jeremiah Madison really not happy with Illinois. Illinois is the worst because the people in Illinois. Iowa second, Minnesota third because at least they're good nature on their side. But Jeremiah, I, I would say that 
I've dealt with plenty of good-natured people and jerks in every one of those states. So I'm not going to say specifically which one. If you're basing on the people, I'll say it like this. Chicago, you're going to run into more jerks, but that's because it is a larger population. More people. I just have this general rule, Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. Alex G. Behind the Glass, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. And Jeremiah, this isn't specific to you, that everywhere has the same amount of ratio in general of good people to bad people. It's just... Obviously, metropolitan areas, there's far more people, so you're going to be more bad people. So, as far as like people who are truly not willing to be, I'm talking like good people, nice to you, and you know, like, like obviously, even I'm not basing this off of people. It's just the way they drive. That is purely what I'm basing this off. So of. you don't like anyone from New York? Like New York drives yes, way worse. Bananas, dude! It's bananas but like, out there. Like, when I'm, like, I hate it. For an example, I don't like how people in Wisconsin drive because they all drive like a bunch of old ladies. I mean, I'm, that may or may not be true. But so I feel like, like for the most it, part, they're a, pretty good at but that's a getting prep. out of the fast no, lane. Not. That Illinois Wisconsin loves is, to okay, cruise. Okay, but Wisconsin is the king of like turn your turn signal on as you're turning, which is a huge pet peeve of mine. Either don't do it or do it. Oh, like right as they're about to make yeah, the move, like, they hit the turn signal. Not a signal to tell me you're turn. I know you're oh, turning when you're turning. Gotcha. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, or leave it in on. That's even worse. Like I'll just turn it on and let it roll for yeah, a while. I feel like Minnesota's thing is left lane cruising. <clears throat> that, but if the speed limit's 65, they're going 68 in the in the left lane. And that's I, you know that bothers. But me. also that's like an old person thing. That's like my dad. He just has one speed for everything. I swear to and God, he's going I, I just, 45 and a 25 and 45 <laughs> and a 70. The it is just thing, one speed. Just like, They'll, they'll cruise, make a really dangerous move to get around you, and then cut back in to hit the exit right in front of you just to move one one car. Like that's because they got th- places to go. No, they, I get it, but that's what bothers me the most. Yeah, but like today so on my way in, I was just, cut off by that's someone like from my I- opinion on it. So that's but like, why they're it's ranking all anecdotal for me. because I got cut off by someone from Iowa this morning on my, uh, today on my way in. Brutal. And then another person from Wisconsin well, got in front of both of I'm us. I'm not so saying it's I'm saying not it's anecdotal. Anywhere. It's, it's anecdotal. It There's no evidence like, to it. It seems to me, in my personal opinion, right, exactly. that it happens more with Illinois plates. Thank you. Uh, anecdotal, then. It's you totally just define an- anecdotal. Yes, 100%. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's why that's just like our opinion. That's why we've got people chiming in saying it's it's Illinois. It's anecdotal for them. So, Jason, I'll give his a little bit uh, more weight than yours, or a lot more weight than yours. <laughs> well, uh, he is a CDL driver. So okay. you say big city drivers are jerks and idiots. Can't use the word to use. And look, I'm not. Again, I'm saying I think there's more of a sheer volume of it yeah. like because you're they're jerks and idiots. Uh, because I, you kind of have to be to I, get like, anywhere in the city. When I drive in Madison, there are plenty of jerks and idiots driving around. Like either they're way too aggressive or too dumb to be on the road, and it's just less because there's less people here. Well, I think you have to be aggressive, a little more aggressive to drive it when you go down to Chicago and drive around Chicago. So I think it's just one of those things. That's but that the makes way. Sense. Honestly, like, I like that part of it. That means everyone's aware. Like, I feel like around here, Midwest nice, everyone's just checked out. I'm just going to cruise along at 35 and a 55, or I'm on the belt line, and I'm just going to hang in the in the right lane no matter what, not realize people are trying to merge in. Like, that. Like Matt, what oh. bothers you more? I am way more bothered by someone who's just setting a cruise and just rolling down the road and not going to get out of their lane and not going to do any. Like, they're the worst. Or if you're under speed limit, I'd rather have someone. If, as long as they're in the, the far right lane, you can go whatever speed you want. But no, but no, when you're trying to age, allowed to do but it. when you're trying to merge in, they're the reason why the but, belt line stops all the time because the, they don't adjust their speed with people trying to come in and okay, out. Okay, I mean you're right. I would like them to adjust a little bit, but I'm more bothered by the left lane person hanging out. I the the whole point of that merge lane is for me to adjust to merge. I can slow down or speed up and get in front of that guy. You, they're on the highway. They're just someone, doing their thing. I had it someone is your hit the job brake. merging to merge. Safely. I had someone hit the brake to merge and like. Like, I was trying to let them in, and they slowed down more, and then they ended up cutting me off because they didn't know how to merge. Like, that that drives me insane. Yeah, like, you shouldn't. You should keep your speed if you're driving I was, the but highway. then they started to come in, and then they... And then you break, and then they break? Well, I was, like, they started to cut me off, so I broke. Mm-hmm. Then they broke more, and then, gotcha. like, it was ridiculous. Guys, I know that I, I give off the vibe of Matt Hamilton, but I'm just going to become Jim Rutledge. <laughs> yeah. Is that what bothers you the most, too? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Get out of the way. Yeah. If you're merging, it's your job to adjust your speed to get on. It is. You're absolutely right. But it's much easier to do when you know what that person is doing and what they should be doing is driving at least the speed limit.
Yeah, yes, but if you're in that lane, Jim's trying to say that the fact that the cruise control is on and they just set their speed, like you should be able to adjust around it. Yeah, but There's... Matt, that's also annoying. Like you should be able to adjust around someone in the other lane. Like that's all. Like it is the worst. Here's the thing, Matt. I want to ask this question as well. <laughs> I, I was having. A, I had to apologize to my daughter yesterday because I was swearing <laughs> a lot driving her to gymnastics. Not at her, just driving. Is and road I, rage an issue for you? No, because here's what I told her. Because my brother said this too. I'm like, no, and I said. Uh, I said, Rosie, like, I just swear a lot. It keeps me engaged. And, like, because here's the thing. I'm like, move, move, get to the right leg. Because people in rain. I'm not a player, Rosie. I just crush a lot. (laughs) But it was like, it keeps me engaged in driving. Like, hey, let's go. Let's get out. Like, there's a turn lane. Get into the turn lane. And if you're not doing that, I'm going to let you know. And I'm going to let you know verbally. I can't wait till you teach your daughters to drive. It's like, you need to state your intentions before you do it. And you need to tell the driver in front of them what they should be doing. But I'm just going to, like, I was... Out loud. Well, I just do the whole... Because I've been paying attention. Hey, hey, you know what? I'd rather have someone like that than on their phone. That's what she said. She's like, you know what? I'm I'm happy you're engaged. I'm just telling people, like, hey, get over Dad... Work on your work on your vocabulary. There's plenty of words in the English language to describe how you feel how about the you slow driver someone, in front of you. How would you describe someone driving too slow in front of you? And how in, and inconsiderate like, of other people's time that yeah, person yeah, might be. Yeah, that's what you say. That's like what you, I say. If if you're on, let's yeah. say you're on four, like 14 or something, and there's a lane to like get over and get off, but they're slowing down before they even get there to like to veer off. Like obviously, when you're veering off a major road, like yeah. the whole. Exit lane is designed to let you slow down. So mm-hmm. don't slow down before you get to it. Totally agree. Thank you. Totally agree. Otherwise, yeah. So that deserves to swear. Maybe. And or you can be like, that person is buggering this whole thing up. Really? <laughs> yeah, Jim, when you got kids in the car. She knows. It's a simple rule, man. <laughs> I can swear. You can't. Like, it's really simple. Do as I say, not as I do. No, I tell her. I have so much to learn from you. But I just tell her, I'm like, you can... <laughs> I say, like, one, these people don't hear me say these awful things about them, so it's fine. And then two, but two, uh, I just tell her, like, hey, yes, when you get older, if you want to choose to swear, you got to pick the right time to do it and all that, but, like, you can't do it now. So if if she asks, you you don't say that they can swear? No, they can't swear. Okay, because that was my, like, growing up, my mom was like, you can swear, but you got to ask first. Not yet, she's 10. So yeah, I, I might have been I might have been eight or nine when I started. That. Yeah, so that's fine. There's no way in there's no way in the world my wife is going to allow my daughter to be trying to tell him there's a right time and a wrong time, yes. and the wrong time hey. does not count when my child is in the car. That hey. doesn't count as a wrong but time. But also, like I am teaching her, <laughs> there is something to be said about swearing. There is a cadence a and a timing to it. It's cathartic. But also, like you have to be a good swearer. There is. There's something to that. That's funny because my wife's a bad swearer. Right, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like if someone doesn't know how to swear. No. It's... <laughs> that's for real. That's so real. <laughs> like when they swear, it feels like nails on a chalkboard. You're like, you don't or know what awkward. happened. Like they yeah. don't know what they're doing. Right, exactly. Where they to know use it's it. wrong. Or like where to use the phrase. That's funny. See, that's why you got to let them swear when they ask. Because then you're like, no, 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 right, not right now, not right now. Yes, this is the time to do it. You nailed it. And then you can be like, that's not how you use that word. I am an expert swear. I will be swearing at Iowa during the game, but I will not be swearing <laughs> as I go to the Rooster Steakhouse uh, in Middleton. I might be swearing on my way out there in the rain, and God knows how people are driving today. But, you know, I was annoyed the other day. And you might swear it's the best steak you ever had. I, it was. I want, I'm going to tell you about Ruth Chris in a second, but I had to fight so hard rolling my eyes. It's someone who's trying to be nice. I went. I was driving through town, and like I turned to turn signal on, and like I pulled into the, the bank or something to drop something off. Um, and this lady gets out of the car. She's like, "Excuse me, sir, uh, your left light doesn't work." And I'm like, "What?" And I was really annoyed. And I realized that like, she was being nice, but newer, at least for Chevy, she turned on the turn signal. The light front headlight turns off, and the turn signal goes. You know, like. And she had to pull me over and like pull me aside to do this whole thing. And I was like, mm, thank you. <laughs> thank you for one, freaking me out, thinking I had to replace this light, and then B, taking up my time. But you were trying to be nice, 
So I had to bite my tongue because it was good intentions, just really annoying results. Good but for you. There good are all yes. Yeah, see, I sometimes there wasn't even a kid. You should recovery. treat yourself, reward yourself. I will, and I'm going to Risk Steakhouse, get myself a uh, sizzle, swizzle, and swirl happy hour, maybe a steak sandwich, an old fashioned, and enjoy this rainy Friday night over at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Whatever the occasion is, go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We'll talk some sports next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Fish Friday continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I'm Roger Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Matt Hamilton, like a dog. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, this guy... Wonderful. You, I needed a drink of water. Please explain. Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you, and Alex, you behind the glass. Hi. Please explain to me what you said. You have <laughs> dogs, so you know the effect of peanut butter. Yes. Well, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody likes peanut butter. Okay, stop being a weirdo. You give the dog <laughs> peanut butter, and they look like they're talking, like they like they yeah, talk mouth uh, over and over again. I, I have desk snacks, like one does when you have an office job, and they're the peanut butter pretzels. And Matt, you're <laughs> in the office one like one hour outside of the show a day. Exactly. Best. I need snacks. The snacks need to be everywhere. So anyway, I. Definitely tried to eat more of the peanut butter pretzels than I should have, given the amount of time we had before we had to be back in the air. So thanks for pointing that out, Jim. Thanks for pointing out the fact that I have a snacking problem. Uh, Bill and Madison chimes in. Well, just more of like some common sense. You give do- you give peanut, like they try to and lick it out. Peanut butter's not a good snack for between segments. Right, you it. have dogs, you now. see their reaction, they're trying to like lick that off the top of their mouth, the roof of their mouth there, and then you... I, I like to learn by making my own mistakes, Sorry. okay? <laughs> bad Matt. <laughs> Perfect. See, <laughs> no. I won't do it again. <laughs> uh, Bill Madison asked, is it bad etiquette to do what that person did? No. It was nice, it was just frustrating, but they flagged me down, so he asked, like, hey, if I'm in a parking lot and someone, you know, pointed out that the headlight was out or whatever. It's not bad <laughs> etiquette, obviously every situation is different. That's just It seems it was a more of like, over the top. It was like the lady tracked track, me. She like followed me for a while and right. pulled over. And like she was being extra nice, but it was just more of like I'm trying to do like four things. Now I got to figure this out, and you stress me off for no mm-hmm. good reason. Mm-hmm. But I knew it was the right thing not to like be rude. I'm just well, internally, I was like, <laughs> good for you. Jim. Internally, I was like, oh my god, this is so frustrating. Right. But externally, because you're an adult or I'm an adult, you go, hey, thank you so much, mm-hmm. uh, and then you figured it out, and then. Then you get in your car and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> good job! Jimmy. You wasted thirty seconds of my life. Never getting it back. Never getting it back. Fair Every enough. moment is sacred, Matt Hamilton. The thing that and gets this me is, is sixty minutes. The thing that gets me is uh, driving home like right now, like mm-hmm. where we got that like dusk hour at six o'clock when it's coming. Yeah, coming obviously right around the corner. The amount of people like half of their lights are on, half of them are off. Sometimes, like most of the time, now the car's automatic. It'll turn it on if it thinks yeah. it's dark enough. Yeah. But there's other times where I'm like, turn your lights on. Like, what do you do? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, that's not. I basically too. get to the point where I'll, I'll give them like the one-two flasher yeah. with the brights, yeah. and if they don't see it or recognize it, then it's like, well, I'll just I'm just gonna avoid you. Yeah. No. If they're not picking up on that, uh, I'll not do it so one time. Like- you get one shot. I will give you one opportunity. What are you? <laughs> to do everything you ever wanted. Marshall Mathers don't over let here. It, don't let it slip. <laughs> <laughs> it turned into that. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. <laughs> God. All right. You can bucket dump your pet peeves for driving because uh, it's just a grumpy day. 844-770-3776. Which revenge game matters the most? For Luke Fickle and the Badgers to win. Right now, 60% of you say Minnesota. We're also asking you on the honor of Friday the 13th, do you like horror movies? What is your favorite horror movie? And if you have a superstition, what is it? Matt Hamilton, you may be to blame for some of the Packers struggles this year. I, yes and no. I I have a I had a Packers shirt, probably like a Coles find. I had a nice retro, like the the guy doing the Heisman, and then the star on the state of Wisconsin on Green Bay and on Milwaukee, where the old County Stadium was, yeah. right? Like that old like Packers logo. 
Loved it. It was the best shirt. It was basically my undershirt for the if I wore a jersey or if I'm wearing a Packers sweatshirt. And the you know obviously the S- September months when they were playing, I could just rep the T-shirt. But it was like my kind of like lucky Packer shirt. Had it for years. As we know, shirts that you have for years and you wear regularly enough, at least once a week for 16 weeks or 17 now, but 16 for the most of this shirt's life. It's going to get holes and it's going to get stained. And it, this thing was bad. Like, I had giant holes in both armpits. There was one kind of on the, the belly, which I have no idea how it happened. It was stained all over, but it was it was like my lucky shirt. After that Detroit game, I decided it, the era was over. This had served its purpose, which was through last season. I need a new Jordan Love era lucky t-shirt. And I got to find one. But... <laughs> It was real. It was. What happens if the team is just bad? What do you? How do you set a lucky shirt? Well, it's it's more asking about, like, for a friend. Like G said, it's the pageantry. It's the it's the 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 repetition. The doing the same thing again. And obviously, we know it doesn't really have an impact on the team. But it it's kind of a good way to like gear yourself up for the game. You're like, oh, I gotta find my lucky shirt. You know, is it in the wash? Did I not do laundry for a week? Is it still is it the bottom of the hamper? Uh, if you find it, you put your lucky shirt on, you're like, okay, good. Like That's one thing checked off the list of the things I need to do today before the Packer game rolls off. Or the Badger game, if you got a lucky Badger thing. Eric Madison chimes in with a pet peeve of his for driving. <clears throat> Lined up at the light, someone's on their phone, turns green, they don't go. Yeah. I mean, that's never good. Because I never give anyone the benefit of the doubt anymore. You know, when I first started driving, smartphones weren't really a thing. Like, people were on their phones, but they were texting, right? You're old, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm old enough to have just gotten smartphones past, like, my drive, like, the start of my driving experience, right? Mm -hmm. So, I never assume anyone's, like, doing anything but distracted by their phone now when they stop. Like, back, back then, I could understand being just plain old distracted, but now... With so much stuff right at your fingertips, like if you don't go when it's green, I know you're on your phone, and I'm really upset about it. And I'll give you one that it's been a newer one that, and especially now with these cars with like the they kind of turn off and then turn back on. Oh yeah, but people trying like let's say obviously you're at a four way stop with lights and the car across from you all of a sudden wants to you know they don't have a turn signal but they want to turn in front of you, and so like you start to go and they try to gun it to get in front of you and make the turn. That drives me insane, where they don't have the right-of-way. Oh. But instead, what they do is they just gun it to cut in front of you and turn. Like, at, t- I'm, at times... I don't see that very often, but that would be the worst. It, I hadn't seen it really at all, but then it happened twice in the last, like, three weeks. And if I was like, if it happens a third time, I'm just going to clip them because they're 100% their fault. <laughs> like, you're just going to have to deal with it because you are in the wrong. You can't do this. Your insurance is going to have to pay for all this, and you're going to have to deal with the headache of the ticket because you're the jerk who decided to gun it in front. Like, it is it, to the point, it's like in that movie Fried Green Tomatoes where it's like, I'm older. I got better insurance. Right. Keep on doing it. Mess around and find out. You'll find out. Like, I, I'm, like it's so annoying. Like, it's obnoxious. It's like, What's going- more annoying, that happening to you or you or like maybe somebody who is 10 cars back behind the Jim Rutledge who decided to gun it and make sure that dude did not get that turn No, off no, that's not gunning it. I have to hit the brakes. That's my point of like I have to like this person will cle- like when it's happened, like either I have to stop right. or I'm going to hit them. I'm not gunning to hit them. It is like they are forcing well, I'm me. I'm saying in the future when when but that's not but that's when not you gunning. decide that you're just gonna quip them. Well, I'm just saying I'm just gonna stop trying to like get to out of stop. my way right, yeah. to cause this minor fender bender. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't need to. Right, I get what you're, you're saying. Punishing but like everyone for this person, yeah, action. that person is punishing so, them. They're no, the ones you, that did it. Yeah, but you decided it. that this is. The time that that person's going to learn their lesson and everyone else is unfortunately going to be inconvenienced but for so the lesson they're I about to learn. So why do I have to be the hero every time and hit the brakes so I don't get hit? <laughs> because not all heroes they're, wear capes, Jim. I am not the, Not all heroes I wear am, capes. I am not the ass in this situation. It's the person who would try to hit the and cut in front. <laughs> you did literally hit someone. I didn't do it. I didn't you did. do it. You did, though. You, if, oh, you haven't. I have no, not. Right. But you, in this scenario, I'm saying, not gunning. I'm saying that instead of going out of my way not to hit to them. To not hit them, I'm just going to hit them. I'm just going to go. My normal speed. You hit me, you hit me. <laughs> 
no, I understand people what you're saying. People like me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, how many times you're before gonna, I break? Here's the thing. If this guy hits me, I am going to prove my point to this guy, and it won't matter about the people behind me because this guy is going to learn a point. That's I'm the just tired of taking. it. Yes. I get it. I get it. I just wanted to make sure I got completely clear what the point you were trying now, to make. Now, am I at. actually going to do that? No. But no. Am, I, am I tempted? Because it gets annoying over and over again. i got to hit the brakes. Someone else That's doing That's fair. Yeah. I, every, everyone has that dream of like, man, if I just didn't let this person in, they tried to run out all the way to the very end of the, the on-ramp well, because they're trying to jump people in traffic. Well, I've made some people mad. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I, I got. I got a big. Be that guy. I got my big truck from Simon Chevy in my home. Good luck trying to get and try to pull one on me. In. It ain't happening. You yeah. are gonna ride that, and you're gonna go a direction you don't want to go. <laughs> I've done that before. John Nolan. People try to cut over to the far right. I'll just keep on riding. You can go up on the belt line. Like you know, like you're not gonna cut in front of me if I'm trying to go. You're on uh, what is that, John Nolan? And you're trying to get on Rimrock, and people try to like weave all the way to the right at the last second. Uh huh. Good luck. You're gonna have to. You're gonna keep on riding. Uh, John Nolan up to the belt line because you're not cutting in front of me. So like, it goes it goes both ways there because when I'm trying to go towards McFarland on John Nolan, yeah. everybody will cruise down those far two right lanes at the very yeah. end. Yeah, you ain't coming in on me either. Yeah. Like the other way either. You're going west. You ain't yeah, going yeah, east exactly. on the belt line. Exactly. You're going west. Exactly. That's just the brakes, man. You don't get to do that. I yeah, that's probably my biggest pet peeve, especially now that I got to deal with John you, Nolan every day. And you can tell that spot in particular. And you can tell. And you can you can really tell what it is because the other part of it is that if someone is like they make a mistake, and it's like you can tell by the way they're driving, you're like, all right, you screwed up, you, you can come on in. But the person who's trying to like ride, you can tell yeah. they're trying to ride all the way up and then cut in front. Ain't gonna happen. And there's enough people that will just yeah, they, they, they know they let them over. Yeah, it. yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, and ugh. that's the thing. You can tell. I would say 95 percent of the time, you can tell. By the way that they're driving, like, they won't look at you if they're trying to pull the something. The roads would be jammed up if with a, if it was a bunch of Jim Rutledge's driving. No there would be accidents everywhere. Everyone would be like, "I honestly, I could have avoided it, but I was trying to prove a point. <laughs> I was trying to teach that other Jim Rutledge a lesson that he can't. No, because- I'm not going to cause the accident, but I'm not letting someone try to. You're not sneaking but back in. I'm not going to avoid the accident either. No, but you, you said yourself, you would not. you do not. Do you let people try to pull that little crap? I mean, I'll definitely do my best, but if I'm not gonna, if they want to play chicken, they they can win. Maybe. I don't want to touch. I will. I don't be, want to dent my I car. I will be breathing it. on the car in front of me because you are not. <laughs> yeah, getting see, in. exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But that's not my fault. I was fault. proving a point to the other Jim Rutledge driving. <laughs> but he had to learn his lesson. But that's not. No, there's no lesson to be learned, man. <laughs> You're not in the right lane. Go somewhere else. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's teaching someone a lesson. That's me driving. Why yeah. do I gotta let you in? I gotta. What about all the people behind us? Like to your point earlier, all the you gotta be considerate of everyone, right? <laughs> that's everyone what I'm behind saying. us is getting yes. screwed over by this one person. I'm just not letting it happen. <laughs> You're a hero. You're the hero. Nobody knew they needed. <laughs> I'm just saying. People I'm just saying. Like me. Uh, Ryan and Madison chimes in. I'm going to see Jim Rutledge doing a pit maneuver on game day down by uh, Badger Stadium. Exactly. He's the Dark Knight. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. 770 Johnny and Madison says, bro, it's called the zipper move, dumbos. Yeah, and it, it, zipper's great if, if everyone's down to do that. But that's the problem is the people most of the time merging just stay on the person merging in front and try and get like three in in a row. Right. Yeah, there is no zipper merge. We understand what that is. That's we're not what we're talking, talking about. about being Johnny. considerate enough to actually do that. Um, you know the the merge is coming. Just get in the lane. Uh, like JB just, from the V says he works in insurance. I know, man. If I get in an accident, they're going to go up. Insurance companies go out of their way to screw you. Yeah. So, like, I understand. No matter what it is, if I'm in an accident, and that's honestly yeah. the biggest thing that keeps me out of it. I could be like someone could fall. Someone's car could fall out of the sky and hit my car, and they'd be like, "Well, your car was on the road." Yeah. So, like, I understand. Insurance companies will go out of their way to screw you over, even though you've been paying them money forever. Uh, so I understand JB from the V. It is always someone. It is always both people's fault because the insurance company has to get theirs, right? I mean, we all feel bad yeah. for them. You know, they're not just taking our money forever in case stuff happens and then it never <laughs> happens. You don't get your money back, right? <laughs> this mean- is Hamilton presented by Coors Light. What's up? It's Stacy Bruner from Bruner Realty. Today's housing. 